Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced, as all things should be. My name is Isaac Edlin. I am your host tonight. And joining me, I have one other Infinity Bro. It is my good friend, Mark Jones. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. Glad to be here with the wonderful Isaac Edlin. And I'm ready for an old school format show. So this is for let's go old listeners. This is how we used to do things in the past. Yeah, we'll probably back to the COVID days when literally nothing was coming out, and uh, we were li- we we're scrambling for any type of content. But I feel like we came up with some really fun segments that honestly I miss, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to come back to. Yeah, on this episode of the Infame Bros Podcast. So. New listeners, welcome. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody listening. I, I'm hoping this episode is coming to you on um, December 24th, Christmas Eve. Um, so Merry Christmas. We're going to have a little uh, segment at the end to cap it off in uh, holiday cheer style. So, But first, we want to let you guys know that we're going to be rating quite a few things on this podcast. Uh, Mark likes to spice things up and... You know, Mark, <clears throat> before we even get into that rating thing, I want to I want to let you know that you are probably the most interesting Infinity Bro. How is that? Because I cannot for the life of me, if I watch something, I have no clue how you're going to respond to it. Like almost every other bro, I feel like I can pretty much gauge how well they're going to like something. You are the one that I cannot put a finger on. I have no idea what you're going to rate something or how you're going to respond to something. So I always love hearing your takes because I'm, I'm always interested in what you have to say about it. Well, I would, I'd probably say that probably me being, I'm very much an emotional watcher. So like if I'm watching a movie during a significant like period of time in my life, it can really have an effect in a movie. Like, mm, like watching yeah. Thor Love and Thunder was pretty special for me because it was like months after my daughter was born and yeah. you know had a real connection with the villain gore there so you know yeah. dude was only killing gods because <laughs> they let his daughter die that's well yeah that's that's true yeah mm-hmm. um interesting how you pulled that emotional connection and you know not the one with hey, i've i've learned if i'm if i'm in the marvel universe i'm and someone i'm turning into a bad guy that's I'm not turning to Thor. I'm turning into Gore. And yeah, I get I mean, the Necro Sword, hey, and I, I'm destroying everyone. You are you are a government employee, and you know, like hardworking and that kind of person that would lead up to kind of like a a villain backstory. I feel like so. <laughs> Could you imagine? You know that that or just imagine that or being a Stark Industries employee. Apparently, that's a huge. I mean, objectively, uh, a Isaac, huge... I disagree with you. Objectively, okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I uh, I called out one of our good friends on the use of objectively, and now it's just a running bit. In <laughs> eventually, in we'll just our never, lives. We'll, we will forget what objectively actually means because of how badly we use it now. How often we use it now. <laughs> yeah, the wrong way. That and that and literally. But like, I feel like everybody uses literally. not incorrectly just like overuses it but literally that and literally and objectively just uh they get me they get me they they make me stop and look at the person that says it and i'm like do you you really understand what you're saying right now 
You're a communications <laughs> major. <laughs> that is also true. The person that said it was a communications major. But anyways, that was a side side note. Uh, for those of you guys who are new listeners, we have a special rating system on the Infinity Bros podcast. And here's that rating system. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity snap. I don't anticipate, Mark, that we're really going to be spoiling much um, because I don't think we're going to be talking about a whole lot of new stuff. Uh, maybe a little bit here and there. So I, I don't even think I'm going to bother putting the, the spoiler um, warning. Uh, but we are going to be doing a few different segments. Throwback to, like we said again, uh, the Infinity Rose segments of old. We're going to be doing some nerd news. Um, and yeah, I know. Right? And I get to react to it. Yes, you do. Actually, oh you're you're the main focus of this nerd news segment. I've got some Hell I've got yeah. something good for you, Mark. And we're we're going back to hot and snot, uh, some things that we liked and didn't like recently, and we're ending the episode with a good old top six Christmas movies. I so. was you you gave me the top six and I finished it within moments after that. Wow. Okay. I, I had really... my top six just rare in. I'm I'm really interested because I struggled with this one, I, and I think it's because ugh, there's so many good Christmas movies out there that it's hard for me to like separate them. And I went but, legit. I didn't like add like Batman Returns or Die Hard. I went legit Christmas movies. No way. Yeah, I really. Went, like, I, I, went, I thought I, for sure Batman Returns is going to be I, on your I, list. I had to be honest when I was like when I was going through it. I was like, nope, I gotta. I got to not be funny here. I'm going to be legit with my Christmas movie watching because wow. I, okay. I take Christmas seriously. seriously. <laughs> Way seriously. Oh, my gosh. And you. OK, another kind of running inside joke in our in our uh, friend group is that there's about half of us. I should say you because I'm not in that half that are big Hallmark movie fans and half of us that are not. I do not like Hallmark movies. I think the predictability of them just makes them not enjoyable I, you for me. Have to be you like, are the opposite though, right? Yeah, none of those movies are going to be my top ten or top okay. hundred. They're yeah, not like good, good quality. I mean, there is right. just they're just, just like, like good ones to have on in the background. Yeah, they're yeah they're good. And when I lived in Victoria with you know a bunch of the guys, and we have a mm-hmm. mutual friend Elliot who lives in Arizona, that's big, who's even a bigger fan of them. Shout and, out Elliot! Yeah, shout out Elliot! It's like we watched. Like for two years straight, or however many years we were living there together, it would be like all Christmas, oh leading up to Christmas, gosh. watching Hallmark Christmas movies, like playing video games. We had, of just course, we had two giant TVs bunch in that of college room. guys just watching Hallmark oh, movies. We were post college. We were, we were masters. <laughs> okay, yeah, we were getting our master's degrees. That's that's true. Yes, yes, you're you're correct. So I guess we were college guys, but getting our masters, not, not those lowly yeah. bachelor degrees that we already had. <laughs> We're we're past our bachelor days. We're in our our post graduate days, and we're we're watching Hallmark movies together now, and playing NCAA fourteen on the Xbox. <laughs> like good Christian totally. men should. <laughs> yeah, hey, there's a lot of other things that you could have been doing, but that's what you're doing, and and that's what counts. So there you go. So Mark, um, <clears throat> nerd news. It's nerd been a news. long time since we've done nerd news, but let's uh, let's do some nerd news. 
Hey, Zane, I was looking into getting into this Gunpla thing. There's one called the Unicorn Banshee. What the heck is that all about? Um, actually, Jarrett, what you're thinking of is RX-0 Unicorn Gundam 2 Banshee, which is from the Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, actually, you know what? It's time for nerd news. All right, so the first part of nerd news here, I've got just some news, and we'll react to it. Number one is, what if... First episode dropped today uh, of season two. Uh, they are releasing one episode a day for the next eight days. Nine I days. I just I nine just watched. Days? I think it's so nine count, days. Well, I, I was I, think I was counting today. Yeah, I was counting oh, today. So like today days. plus the next eight days. So yeah. nine days total. Um, but what do you think of this release schedule? Because like, hey, I I'm not opposed to getting all of these episodes at once. But like, why not just drop them all at once? And wh why the one a day thing? Is this like a <laughs> obviously it's Christmas theme, like um, opening one a day or something like that? Like, what what do you think of this? Oh, well, I'm all for it. But I was yeah, I was interested. Like, you know, why not do their normal format of like once you know every week, once a week or something leading up to Christmas? Or, yeah, I I don't know. But to me, That's it might be last year with if they're a fiscal if, so. company. If they pump them all out before the new year, does that affect anything on their books for accounting? That was my thought. So, right. That's, that's where I went. That's, good... that's, that's the business I'm in. So, <laughs> yeah. Mark's always thinking about the financial side of things. Yeah. So, but that's, I'm, that's I'm all for it. Because, and that might be their other thought. It's like, hey, we're going to have a bunch of people, a bunch of kids that will be home for the holidays over Christmas break that are just going to, you know, if they've been, if they watch this once a day, we get them, we get them ticking every day. And maybe they'll watch other stuff and then, you know, it's just selling content at this point. But yeah, my opinion. Yeah, I'm yeah, all for I, it. I I don't really care one way or the other. I just thought it was really interesting how they did it this way instead of just like dropping them all at once. But yeah. like, hey, cool, whatever. Um, but the, the did you get a chance to catch that first episode of What If Yet? I haven't because I just I was just thinking about that before we hopped on. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, hey, I thought that was dropping December and then I watched the trailer I was like, oh, it's dropping today. That's so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I would have had time. I got I had a half day today. I could have went and watched it, but yeah. didn't catch it. But I'm I'm all well, in now. Honestly, I feel like everything is snuck up so fast. I mean, like, so we're here in Minnesota. It, currently tonight, as uh, we are recording, it is the 22nd of December. Uh, I down here in the cities, we don't have snow, Mark. Do you have snow up there? Uh, it's, it's all melted away. It melted away. Yeah, we had uh, we've had a really warm winter and climate change. I tell I'm you, I'm a little, I'm a little <laughs> climate change. Yeah, it gets you. It gets you in the end. Uh, I'm a little sad because no snow on Christmas. Just man, I oh as much as we get a ton of snow in in Minnesota and like you know by February and March you're sick of it, but like December is like the time where it's fun. Mm -hmm. I feel like I want snow in December. I was, and I was have it. talking to my coworker this morning about the last time there was a brown Christmas. And I want to say it was like 10 years ago. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, it was, I think we were in college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it wouldn't have been my first year. It might have been, so it might have been 2014. Because one of those years we had one of the coldest winters where they had the, uh, it was my first year at Crown Ooh, yeah. where the governor shut down schools because it was so mm -hmm. cold. So we had the polar vortex. Yeah. So it might have been the year before that or the year after that when we had a brown yeah. Christmas. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just no fun, man. Is it? It's not it's not magical. What is weird down where I'm at, it is the foggiest I've ever experienced. 
Like I drove to that work today going slow because I was so foggy. I couldn't see more than 10 feet in front of me. So okay. I feel like I'm living in the mist, if you guys know that movie or book by Stephen King. So I'm just expecting weird monsters to show up tomorrow morning. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. You Keep your door know. shut. Lock your doors. Maybe maybe it'll be Krampus because it's Christmas. Well, good thing I'm not a child and I've been a good boy. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, so you know, I had a I had a a thought that led me to down that path that I was going, and I don't remember what it was. But uh, anyways, what if <laughs> we're back to what if again here? But uh, the episode that just dropped today was what if Nebula um, joined the Nova Corps? Mm-hmm. So it was, it was interesting. I did watch it. It's pretty good. I'm excited to see more of what if I, I enjoyed what if last season. So I'm, I, I I'm loved what if Are, yeah. did, did they kind of set up like they're going to tell us because like before the first season, we didn't know what was really going on. Right. But now we kind of like got a, even that trailer that they put out, like, are they setting up a new story or continuing the story? Um, I assume they will, but yeah. you didn't get that sense with this episode. It was pretty much a one off as far as I could tell. Like, gotcha. maybe they'll maybe they'll have callbacks to it eventually mm-hmm. or something like that but this seemed like a pretty isolated episode just from from watching it but yeah it was it was solid give it a give it a five out of six nice. it was good um some there are some fun character um intros in this one that i they might not show up again because it's what if again but uh they they make a really fun team with right. nebula so yeah it's a uh, it's a good one so yeah that's uh, our first piece of nerd news next up here we go. It is shoot. My phone just closed on me. Okay. Insomniac, <laughs> the uh, maker of the Spider-Man games and Wolverine coming up had a massive data leak. Almost the entire game of Wolverine um, along with a crap ton of data, like personal information on uh uh, the insomniac employees and and stuff like that but it's like so much of the game that they have available or have developed so far is available that some pc uh game developers literally put it together and are downloading it and letting people play wolverine ps5 <laughs> as a pc like demo mod or something so- like that <laughs> Two things from that. I love that that's the world we live in where PC like developers can be like, yeah, I'm going to take this because now it's up in the world. And yeah, it yeah. sucks. People's it's information there. was like leaked. But mm-hmm. like the thing on the backside to me is like, well, how did it happen? Did someone open a spam email? How does Sony not have good firewalls set up? Did someone, yeah. is it more serious? Did someone hack Sony and like, like threaten them? And then they were like, nah, fam. And then they got all this stuff leaked. Yeah, or was it was a disgruntled so... employee that was like, "Ah, screw these people." Right. Yeah, and, and they don't. I, I'm. They don't have that much information about mm-hmm. the the people that the hackers that leaked it. But it's Insomniac Games, so it's not specifically Sony, just Insomniac Studios. Yeah, sure. uh, but yeah, I mean, still. Well, for it, being I don't a tech know. Like company, you think they would have I'm better not, protection? You would think so. Especially I'm not a, a game that they're going to spend millions of dollars. Yeah, exactly. I don't know exactly how all that works. Like, did they just release all of the information that they had access to? Did they specifically release certain amounts of information? I don't really know how all that works, but it is interesting that um, they included or it was included that had a ton of like data 
information about the employees and stuff like that. Cause <laughs> you would think that if, if like you mentioned, this is a tech company, right? Like it's a software development company. If they don't have the security to keep hackers out of this stuff, why can't these hackers like hack into like, I don't know, like the government and, and, you know, delete people's student loans or something like that. Like, do something useful instead of like leaking games to people. <laughs> like, I don't know. I again, I'm no expert, but well, it seems like they could be doing if, something. If a hackers, more if hackers are white knight stuff, yeah, student loans would be good. But then you're affecting the federal government, so you're really going to get caught. What That's true. Yeah, you get a lot more. Is go to all the credit card companies and wipe everyone's credit clean. There you go. There that's, you go. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mark, yeah, I'm glad I have you to comment mm-hmm. on that because, like, I was just like, there's got to be something well, more productive that you could do than I, this. And to right? me, it's like when they call it a leak. To me, that's like, did they really get hacked, or did they have a disgruntled yeah. employee like right. put stuff out there, or did they do this on purpose? Because maybe like there was something shady Sony was doing with not paying them or some, something like that. Yeah, because like right. if it's a hack, to me it'd be like, well, I'm assuming this is intellectual property. So technically, they stole intellectual property, and they technically broke in. And it's confusing to me why, like, do we not have laws against this stuff for companies for hacking? And so, like, if we either treat it as like something really bad, or don't call it, or don't call Ooh, it. A- oh, actually, okay, yeah. On that though, GTA Six uh, also had a one. massive leak a while back, and yeah. the, the they caught the hacker and he they like charge him like prosecuted him like he's, he's in jail like serving yeah. time for hacking it and he literally said the the hacker was like yeah i'll do it again if i get out of prison yeah <laughs> which is like oh so, okay well, so that's where you man with that because that's what i was going to bring up the gta thing that's hacking so they can find yeah, someone to right. arrest them this leak to me means like mm, i don't i think there's more to it and like the right. personal and, and the fact that we just don't know anything about like how it happened or what yeah. happened, it's like mm, something sketch yeah. seems to be going on. But uh, Insomniac did release a, a statement saying that they are going to continue, you know, developing the game, and you know, it'll they're on their normal schedule, all that stuff. There's a, some people speculating that since so much was leaked, they would just like cancel the project or something like that. And I'm like, mm. Don't know about that. Again, don't know much about software development, so I don't even know if that's like an on table type of thing. Mm-hmm. But Insomniac assured um, their uh, their consumers that they would continue as normal. So, so there you go. Next thing on nerd news is Aquaman two just uh, dropped this weekend. Um, Thursday, as of <clears throat> right now, it's Friday night. Thursday showed a sluggish 4.5 million in previews which um if you guys are not familiar with box office numbers is worse than any other superhero movie this year including was, the marvels is that and the flesh the u.s opening or yeah that's just u.s i yep. i would be very interested what this movie does internationally because last yeah. time when the first aquaman came out it's big numbers with international. So, so international right, exactly. theaters love Aquaman. So we'll see how that does. Yeah. I have yeah, no it'll intention be really interesting to see to this see. in theaters. My beautiful wife, Kelly, won't go to it because she's an anti Amber Heard person. So <laughs> and, uh, we won't be <laughs> going to see yeah. that movie together. So, okay. Yeah. 
that's fair. That's fair. I, I um, hope it's but, I hope it's good. It's like it's too bad they're in the waning years of that DC universe. So right. Well, and this is the last film of the DCEU. Yeah. Like moving forward, everything is James Gunn and DCU. And so it's almost like it's almost interesting that they continued with this movie when they knew James Gunn was going to be at the helm. I'm yeah. sure it was well, like mostly slated, completed like, at yeah. that point. It's a billion dollar movie. Right. Um, but my here's my wild take. If I would I would bet money, given from when they did it to now, if instead of them scrapping that Batgirl movie and we're in this climate right now, that movie would make more money than the Aquaman movie would. Guarantee it. With Brendan mm. Fraser, Michael Keaton Batman, would have made more True. money than the Flash. Guarantee it. True. I would I would yeah. bet the house on that. Yeah, well, I mean, and, tracking, and it's a cheaper I, movie to make. Yeah, that's also true. Because you know what? I'm looking. I don't. And James Gunn and, and Warner Brothers, you're too scared. You're too scared to give the masses what they want. You just want the tax write off. You suck. <laughs> Take that. Take that, James Gunn. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Um. Oh no. Sorry. I'm I'm looking at different uh, film here. I'm I'm trying to look at the um production budget, but I don't. I don't see it in this article that I have. I would imagine that it's like decently high because there's a ton of CGI. Um, the and f- the first one, again, like you were saying, Mark, is a billion they're, dollar movie. So they're like underwater most of the movie. Ain't no way <laughs> they're breathing underwater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I agree. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyways, <clears throat> not looking good um, just for the Thursday preview, which, you know, in the in the long run doesn't really mean a whole lot but 250 again, this is million lower. dollars was the how much it costs to make the movie 250 yeah 200 well, that's, no, two, that's uh, even 200 200 205 i'm sorry 200, oh two, okay 205 so i'm right, that's what i was thinking and that usually doesn't include the advertising for the movie right yeah yep and and i from what i remember the flash ended up being with all its reshoots and all that stuff ended up being like almost 300 million so aquaman 2 is not nearly you know a the the most the highest budget film that the dcu has had for sure and the marvels i think was even at 275 like the marvels was very high as well so the flash was 270 yeah Oh my bad, two twenty. It made two seventy, so like maybe it got a bad. The the Marvels, however, I just I hate the climate they were in because that Marvels movie was a fun movie. It was good. People should go see it. People just like they just had a bad storm with the strike and not being able to promote it and stuff like that. Speaking of promotion, though, have you like seen almost anything for this Aquaman two? I feel like the hype is just super low for this. I've seen a few trailers watching football, but that's that's about it for live TV. If I, you know, right? If if they want me to see a trailer for this movie, they better be paying spate be sorry paying sponsors on Instagram or Facebook for me to see it. So yeah, maybe. But yeah, I I don't recall seeing a whole lot. For this movie, um, I know saw uh, almost nothing for Blue back. Beetle, yeah. but Blue Beetle was just wait, was Blue Beetle a theatrical release or did yeah, they? It was, uh, it was out for like two weeks. Was. Yeah, that was also during the um strike as well, though. So yeah. that was another tough situation. And I haven't seen that, I haven't seen that movie or the new Shazam movie, so I'm pretty Ooh. far behind. I, I, we got some stuff to talk about in, in Hot and Snot then, so 
right. um but yeah anyways uh yeah so not tracking great yet um it is a christmas movie so it has an extended um weekend with christmas being on monday so i would assume that that's gonna pick up but we'll see uh thoughts on it being the last dceu movie no they should have scrapped it and just gave us that background movie that's my opinion i think it. they should have just dropped it on max and probably watch it yeah i mean at this point it's like why like i get that they have to they, there's probably could contracts that say they have to and probably with that background movie there wasn't contracts like that because no one was like a big name in it and this being a sequel i'm sure that's like in jason momoa's contract it has to be released theatrically just like how uh black widow had to be released theatrically but um yeah yeah Yeah. probably is what it is true but anyways uh next thing slated for dcu i believe is the creature commandos um animated show and then I think it's Superman Legacy after that, honestly, yeah. which is 2025. So have a little bit of a break in DC um, content for that and Marvel content. I feel like there's only one Marvel yeah. movie coming yeah. out next year. So. Deadpool 3 is the only Marvel movie coming out next year. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's the only MCU movie coming out next year because we have Madam Web and Craven coming out next year. Can't can't wait for those two. <laughs> I, I've you're, been telling this my group, guy on those, dude. I have been telling my group, this the bros and all my friends and family, I wish they made a Madam Web movie and a Craven movie. Because that's what I've been wanting my <laughs> whole life. Are those two things. So, you know Specifically, yeah, exactly. Thank the Lord 2024 is like, coming. Okay. <clears throat> after watching Morbius and how ridiculous that one was, I feel like there could be some uh <clears throat> merit in watching them ironically like the room. We'll like the room exactly <laughs> yeah, that's a bad thing it's like yeah you you watch the room and you have a good time like it's yeah. a terrible movie but you have a good time so i feel like in that sense there may be something there craven looks like just a generic action movie like i don't i don't even know if it's gonna have anything like comic book related at all it's just gonna be like does Morbius show up in either of those movies? Because if he doesn't, <laughs> so needs to just probably stop making these movies. Yeah. I I honestly would not be shocked if he shows up in a post-credit scene for one of these movies. Craven just, would be the what my bet. If I'm just so surprised that Sony's not like, hey, that Spider-Man movie that we did where we brought back the old Spider-Man did pretty good. They're like, screw Madam Web, screw Craven the Hunter, and uh, Venom. Let's just make more movies with these guys. People won't care that it's you know mixing up the continuity, but they they're in you know, the universe, so like it works. Yeah, like that's surprising to me. They're like, hey, we don't like making a lot of money. We just maybe want to bet that we might make some. <laughs> we we want to like make our money record. back with a little bit extra, so we can start planning the next yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. how it feels like. So it's just. Oh man, it was so funny when Morbius, uh, when Sony re-released Morbius in theaters, and it like didn't even make a million dollars. The re-release, oh my gosh, they they misjudged the internet hype on that so badly. They got trolled. They did. They did. All right, so that was it for my um, nerd news. I've got a little bit. Okay, this is this is still nerd news, but I've got a whole segment for this. This is little bits. Here we go. Little bits. It's not little bits because it's because uh, it's not a rumor anymore. Jonathan Majors uh, convicted of assault and harassment. 
got fired as Kang in the Marvel Cinematic Universe hours after that um, went through. And uh, we're left wondering, are they going to recast Kang or are they going to pivot to another big bad? Um, So, first of all, Mark, thoughts on that situation? What do you think Marvel's how Marvel is going to handle that? uh, Well, they're not recasting Black Panther. So why would they recast King? I mean, I I got like, this is where it's like, if you're going to recast King for how big you set this up, because I think they need to, unless they're totally going to pivot, like you said, which they could still. Um, But like, give me a recast of Black Panther. And people like put Black Panther and Chadwick. And Chadwick Boseman was great. I'm going to take anything away from Chadwick Boseman. He was great. I would, I wish he was still with us, but it's like, the DC doesn't marry to one Batman. There's not just one 007. Right. Like this is a movie. These are stories. These are characters to continue the story. It's like, yeah. And they, we've been hearing rumors that they are green lighting a black Panther three. Yeah. I, yep. Which is like, Oh man, we're going to do another. One. And I, and I really oh. love the joke meme of like Terrence Howard coming back and playing King. <laughs> I am all for that. <laughs> I am 100% behind because he he's a good actor so he would do good mm-hmm. so there's yeah. okay well okay we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're stepping on the toes of my of my segment here so okay <laughs> here's here's you asked me here's a question what... I lost my mind <laughs> no okay okay here we go I have a few lists for you number one if Marvel were to recast Kang I've got a list of actors here that I'm okay. gonna read off it's a lightning round First reaction to the actor that I read off, would you want them as uh, as King? And quick reaction to that actor or actress in that role. Actress? I don't know. We'll find out. Is Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> on the list? That's the real question. No comment. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's the list. <clears throat> Terrence Howard. That was my first. <laughs> yep, I'm I'm all in on that. Like that's that'd be at this point my top choice. Okay, John Boyega. He'd be a good one. He, I don't think I don't think I'd want him as a villain. I think he'd be better served as a hero in the MCU. But here or there, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. I don't think he's too old for a king, in my opinion. I would like and... to see him as like because uh, did they cast? An Xavier, he might be a good Xavier or like a Magneto. I think he'd be a good Magneto. That'd be a good, especially modernized Magneto thing. Now him being like you know, right? Magneto is like a like a, a a Holocaust survivor in like the OG comic books. So like, how could you make it mm-hmm. right? You know, modernized. Anyway, going right. on. Modernized. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But he'd be um, a good. Villain. Aldous Hodge. What is he? he Hawkman. He played Hawkman in Black oh. Adam. Oh. You might have a contender for Terrence Howard. Thanks for I was gonna try. He was good. He that Black Adam movie, awful. But his performance and Pierce Brosnan's performance, mm-hmm. like Chef's Kiss. Those two yeah. guys. Yeah. So I agree. Uh, okay, I'm probably gonna butcher this name, but you might recognize it anyways. Uh, Chukudi Iwuji, who played what? High Evolutionary in Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Mm, no. I have I have Lucianary still alive, so yeah. There's been that's I put that name on there because there's been people saying that he. I mean, 
would have he would been be, a better he could choice be like, originally for King? He could be potentially 100%. a variant. He could. As, um, as but, then, but then we get into confusion. And then if you're going to do that, then you should mm-hmm. just give Miss Marvel her actual powers. Right. Yep. Yep. I agree. Denzel Washington. Oh, um, also like great, but too old in my opinion. Like give, mm-hmm. give me an older villain. Cause I feel like King, if you're going to have King, I mean, and that's the other thing. Kings can be whatever age, whatever. But like, to me, it's like, I want King to be like kind of that younger looking yeah. younger vibe. Mm-hmm. Right. But he'd Will be Smith. great. Will Smith. Ah, get him out. Don't want him. <laughs> no. Will Smith Robert had his Johnny time Jr. in this 100% if he's playing, <laughs> if he is playing a dude as another dude. As another dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you totally stole my thunder on that one. You do- <laughs> you said that name already. Okay. <clears throat> That's it for Kang. I have the same. I, I shouldn't say the same. I have another list for a different character that potentially could be pivoted to in the future of the MCU. Dr. Doom. Ah, oh, I really thought you a were lot of people, the blob. <laughs> maybe the big, maybe the blob will be the next big bad of the MCU. Maybe who knows? But uh, a lot of people have been speculating that uh, they, they actually did. Um, this is not speculation. Uh, I, I think Hollywood reporter uh, said, made an article about it or something, but they took the title of King dynasty off of the Avengers five movie. Okay, did you say, did they actually do that or is it rumored? I, I believe that's a Hollywood reporter okay. um, report. So I think that's like, so it's not just solid. speculation. It's like, right, yeah, that's what they did because they don't know what they want to do yet. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's solid. I, I, I would have to uh, correct me if I'm wrong uh, on that one, people, but um, they potentially could be pivoting to another big bad. I think it would be like a lot of work for them to completely pivot and not have Kang in the MCU well, anymore. So and, I don't think that's going to happen. And to take a side note there, I would I would be interested to know if how they ended Loki season two. Did that have anything? Or was that was that always planned, or did they end it the way they did because they were putting up because a safety they smell net trouble? Yeah, right. Where they're like, hey, if we have to get rid of King or Jonathan Majors as King, we're going to now say the TVA is handling all King variants. Right. Or are we like, no, they're they're handling all of them, but there's going to be one that's become more powerful. Anyways, moving on. So, yeah. So anyways, uh, a lot of speculation that they potentially could be doing a soft pivot to Dr. Doom, which would make sense with Secret Wars, maybe a little Battle World mixed in there. Um but Dr. Doom has been highly speculated um, casting wise. No <laughs> confirmation from Marvel Studios or any of the main um, media sites. So I have a list of names again. Lightning Round. Would you like them as Dr. Doom? Here we go. Killian Murphy. He'd be good. I'd be Bad. for that. He'd do a great job. Yeah. Henry Cavill. Can't can't hide a pretty man behind that that mask. <laughs> That's true. You need him. Also, who do you ca- you like? Who would they even cast Henry Cavill at this point if they were to like? Hyperion and Sentry were like the big ones sure, that I like feel a, like a Superman esque. Um, sure. Right. Like, and and Stephen Yoon is already casted as Sentry for Thunderbolts, yeah. so that's like off the off the table. But Hyperion is kind of the other one that's like Superman esque 
type character unless they like totally pivoted and had him play a different character which he's a great actor so he could yeah. almost probably I, nail it i would love this is hear me out hear me out everybody come into the weeds with me come come <laughs> come in here um why that mom like an ultimate iron man you make henry cavill oh okay yeah of, of a tony stark and he fills in the role of tony stark in our mm-hmm. universe yeah I feel like I have not watched. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've watched a film in which Henry Cavill plays an antagonist, but I know he does in one of the Mission Impossible films. Yeah. But I feel like he's just a solid actor and could nail pretty much any role. Yeah, so can. I feel like I would be comfortable with him in a villain role, too. But yeah. But that so, one that's covering uh, up his face. Can't true. Can't do that. He does have a beautiful face. Yeah, you can't yeah. cover that. So um, here we go. Next name. Mads Mickelson. He's already been in stuff. So that's true. He has. That got... actually was a rumor that uh, was all over Twitter today. Yeah. So it's a rumor, though. So, you know. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Again, it's like, do- isn't Dr. Doom supposed to be the same age as like Reed Richards? So like, are you going to have an old Reed Richards? Right. Yeah. That's how I feel about that. Where it's like, yeah, he'd be mm-hmm. he'd be good, but like, yep. are you are you gonna like change up the OG story to make Doctor Doom an older guy and the Fantastic right. Four young? Mm-hmm. But Nicholas Cage. Well, you know, I'm all for that. <laughs> Just got to talking about how Giancarlo Esposito is too old and yeah. Nicholas no, Cage. Not, no. Nick, not Nick Cage. No, he's fine. No, he's fine. <laughs> okay. I would yeah. love I and. And if people got to know this who are comic fans. Nick Cage obviously took his name, and he'll say this, from Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, he's he, a big, he, he he's is, a big comic book fan. Yeah. But I think he's, he's very much. Saying that. I'm, I'm sure he would want the right part. Doctor Doom probably wouldn't be that part for him, but. No, probably not. But I think he'd be better served in like a show like Daredevil being like a, like a city villain. I think he'd be good there. Yeah. Because yep, Nick yep. Cage kind of could play a good villain. Streets yeah. guy or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Howard Stern. <sighs> How did this get on there? <laughs> also, also wait, this, okay. Oh. This actually became a, it was a rumor last year in 2022. He actually on the Howard Stern show during a commercial break said that he, this, and I'm, I'm assuming this is all a huge gag that he was playing on his listeners. He said some things about working for Kevin Feige and Marvel studios. Mm-hmm. So there were people saying Maybe that he was playing, I- uh, now, now, hear me Dr. out. Doom. If he's a Doctor Doom variant in the Deadpool movie, I'm 100 <laughs> percent about that. I don't foresee him being the. If he's going to be the big bad over like four movies, it's not going to be Howard Stern. It's no. It but I'm all for it. I'm all for all these guys. Like I think out of all the names you said so far, Cillian Murphy is probably your top dog. But yeah, and then the last one, Danny DeVito. Um, no, <laughs> too short. No, what? Yeah, Danny DeVito so needs... you want him as Wolverine. Now now we're talking. He, <laughs> he better be. He better be. Oh, gosh. Wouldn't that be... Okay, having a just like a hodgepodge of Wolverine variants and um, Hugh Jackman is standing there and you got Danny DeVito and Daniel Radcliffe like in the room with him. <laughs> Wouldn't um, that be hilarious? What's, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. He's in The Boys. Um, isn't he playing a variant? Uh, the one who played... Judge Dread and Dread. Why am I blinking on his name? He's in Star Trek. Um, oh, his name is on the tip of my tongue. Um, he's like yeah, the main guy in The Boys. 
uh, Carl Urban. Yeah, he's isn't he playing oh, a variant yeah, yeah. of Wolverine? Yeah, yeah. He he. Uh, there was a lot of talk about him playing a Wolverine variant a while back. Yeah, I I could see it. Oh, was it a rumor? My bad. If it was a rumor, but... it was it was a rumor. But like, I don't know. I I feel like if they're if they're cast, I didn't have a list for you for Wolverine. But if they if they were casting a new Wolverine for the MCU. I feel like they're going to want to go somebody shorter because Heath Ledger. That's why Heath Ledger. Sorry. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jack- you know who they- was? He's a great Wolverine. Don't get me wrong. But like he's six, three. I, I think, think. like yeah, he's, he's tall. So yeah, if you do your research, I think one of the first people they were looking or a few people that people will probably not young people won't know who they are. So go look them up. Two people that they were looking at to play Wolverine back in 2000 before they got Hugh Jackman, Bob Hoskins. The guy who the guy who's in Who Framed Roger Rabbit sounds familiar. Oh, okay. And Glenn Danzig, the lead singer of the band Danzig. Go look him up. They're like super old. Well, Bob is dead (laughs) now, but uh, I don't know that one. (laughs) And Glenn Danzig's old too. But it's like those are like they were going to try to do short short actors or short you know right people there. And then Hugh Jackman probably came in and nailed the idea. And they're like, like, oh, and we only have to pay you like like ten grand. (laughs) Hell yeah, this movie (laughs) ain't going to make that much money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, so, um, yeah. uh, but Doctor Doom, and I'm I'm dead serious, and I know Boss Logic made like a uh, some stuff about this, and this is, and I can attest, this is I said this before Boss Logic did this, Glenn Howerton as Doctor Doom, and he's Dennis in How- Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I oh, think okay. that dude, mm-hmm. yeah. with like he has great facials, he's already a perfect villain in that show. But I'm yeah. saying that dude could really play a mean uh, Doctor Doom, in my opinion. I know he's a little, un- he's you know he's under fifty, but he's he's pushing fifty. But I'm saying he could. But he looks like yeah. he looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, right. I think that that's my poll. That's who I would be my sleeper pick okay. for a good performance of Doctor Doom. Okay, so how about Kang then? If you were to fan cast a recast, fan cast like and not Terrence Howard. If so, and not Terrence Howard. <laughs> And that's the thing. Like, or anybody we, on the list. Do you have anybody else? That see, you and that's my thought. Like with Kang, like, are we still like, you know, just are we keeping mm-hmm. the same look or are we going totally off? I filter? feel like it's going to be like, do we okay gender back to do a, I don't know, maybe do, do we <laughs> do you have somebody in mind? Um, who do I? Cause I'm going to be honest. I like, I'm still like Terrence Howard's in my mind. For that, and that then, would be amazing. But now, when you brought the actor for, and I'm blanking his name again, circle. the the Hawkman actor, like that yeah, dude would yeah. be just great. But, um, yeah. um, but I think another guy that would be great would be um, what's what was what's Denzel Washington's son's name? That guy. Um, God, I'm gonna look him up because he was in that movie with um, Robert Pattinson, Tenet, I think it was. Oh yeah, John David Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. that guy would be a good king replacement. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, would be a good yeah, he would be. Black Panther replacement, but that's none of my business. <laughs> Let it be known, Marvel, that uh, Mark would like you to recast Black Panther. I'm not the only one that wants Black Panther recast. <laughs> I'm just I'm putting that out there. I, I'm not opposed to it. I I would like to see a recast as well because he's a great character. So and they killed him off. So it's like that. That's hard. But yeah, right. Yeah, got, that, that's uh, he got a disease. Oops, we couldn't. 
could access Doctor Strange or anybody because apparently no one talked to anybody after the blip happened. Yeah, post blip, but you know. Whatever. Even though at the end of uh, you know Black Panther, they were opening <laughs> Wakandan borders, like they're still completely. They probably none of them were vaccinated yeah. for the world's diseases, and that's what got <laughs> T'Challa. I yeah, I guess there you go. That's the that's the fan theory. All right, that was it. That was it for new news. Great job, Mark. You're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> this is why they pay me zero dollars yeah. to do this. So, uh, Marvel, if you're listening, those are those are who you should pull. <laughs> those up are my demands. <laughs> those are who you should pull. I want Spider Man audition. <laughs> Give me pictures of Spider Man. All right, next segment. We've got some hot or snot. Hot or snot. <laughs> hot or snot. Hot or snot is a segment that we created to kind of just recap a few things that we've liked over the past couple of weeks and some things that we've disliked. Um, we get about a hot if we like it, snot if we don't. So, Mark, what are your hots and snots? Well, for one week? of my hots was What If, season two. Okay. Then we talked at the, the beginning of the mm-hmm. show. So, yep. um, I didn't really have any snots. I just, you know. Nothing's like sparked, and I would never really was yeah. a hard snot person when we did this because no, I'm not really no. a big hater. You, get, you got Max and Robbie that are the guys that have the long snot lists. Yeah. I feel like those guys are like they're hating on everything. So me, me and you, I feel like I don't know if I give something less than a three out of six, it's probably pretty bad because I I feel like I can I can pull enjoyment mm-hmm. out of most films and stuff that I For watch. Sure. So, um, but my my one hot that I have left. And it's a rumor, and it's been spreading before. And also, another person I said should play this person or this role. Okay, it's all right. Alan Richardson is rumored, or is like putting out there. Like, obviously, they're putting feelers to see fan reaction. Is my opinion to be Batman? Oh, I did see that. I should have put and that on my nerd news. He's the he's the lead in Reacher currently. Reacher. Right. He played um, and he played. He was a guy in Titans. I'm forgetting his name that he played there. Uh, he was yeah. also Fad Castle in Blue Mountain State for you uh, football <laughs> TV comedy nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, but that and dude in Smallville. And yeah, he, he was, was Aquaman in Smallville. That's right. Um, right? He was Aquaman in Smallville? Yes. Yeah, yeah he was Aquaman in um, Smallville. So I'm all for this guy. I thought, and he yeah. just, he looks like him or uh, Jensen Ackles would be a good Batman. Yeah, but like, Jensen Ackles would be good too. But this, he's, like, I've been watching the, I haven't watched Reacher. But I've been watching the preview, and holy crap, that dude is massive. I he watched the first episode of Reacher, and I just haven't since. But I'm all he's he's a good actor, and he, he and looks he, like and he looks like, like Batman. He, he looks right, like Bruce yeah. Wayne, but mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I I'll, I'll be fine. He finds his way as, as the new Bruce Wayne Batman in the DCU. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Gosh. And and okay, so this is another piece of nerd news, I guess. But there's been a lot of people um, asking James Gunn about the Batman and if that's going to fit into the DCU somehow. Mm-hmm. And James Gunn, to his credit, he has been um, very active on social media, like debunking uh, rumors and stuff like that. He's very honest and open about what he's doing with the DCU. He's so, managing expectations of the fans, which... Yeah, Which has been a detriment great. to the MCU. Yes, and so. the DCEU as well. Yeah. I feel like both of them. But anyways, yeah, because because Kevin Feige has never been 
public slash no. like active on social media and all that stuff. So, so it's a very interesting take, but he um, confirmed recently that on threads, I believe is where he posted this, um, that Matt Reeves does not want the Batman to be a part of the DCU. So it will not be, it will continue to be Elseworlds or whatever they're calling. And I love that, that they're like, Hey, stuff. people love yeah. this. We'll have Elseworlds. We'll make that real. And I think, you know, he's in belief and I'm with him. Mm-hmm. Hey, right. the majority of the audience that's going to come and pay to watch these movies are smart mm-hmm. enough to understand that, Hey, this is not, this can be separate. We can do this Batman and then we can have the Batman that's in the other shows. Right. Well, and that's been like, like I think James Gunn is taking, I mean, there are, I feel like he, there are valid criticisms in how he's doing uh, the DCU, but this is not one. I feel like he's handled this very well because like the, the, you just go back to the DCEU and like they were just trying to rope everything in as fast as possible so they could get a Justice League movie out. And I mean, it just ended in a mess. So you just don't want that to happen again. Like just let everything develop naturally. The Batman was great. Um, the Penguin uh, show that is based on that looks like it's going to be solid. You know, I, I no. think, yeah, let let Matt Reeves do his thing. On that note with the, the Snyder uh the Snyderverse stuff mm-hmm. is if nothing bad happened with Snyder's, I think it was his son who had a, had mm-hmm. the thing that I think the suicide, right. whatever, um, yeah. moving on sad stuff. And we didn't have crummy old Dustin Wheaton come in and <laughs> screw everything up and give us a mustacheless Henry Cavill. We probably, gosh, that would have been that whole run of the Snyderverse would have ended this year. That's pretty wild to think mm-hmm. about. Yeah. So you wonder what would have been yeah. if he was able to, and you know, okay. Like I, I think we're pretty even on this podcast about Zack Snyder. Like we're not like so high on him, but we're also, I think we also appreciate the things that he did. Like you guys are all big man of steel fans. Oh, like he, movie. you know, like he did, he did some great things in the DCU. Um, and I wonder what if he were able to fulfill his vision of justice league, you know how that would have played mm-hmm. out. Cause like, as it is the Snyder cut of justice league, it's, I, I thought it was good. It's better than the justice league for sure, but it's still four hours long. I mean, like nobody's, nobody's going to the movie theater to see a four hour movie. You know, he, he had a lot of time during COVID. <laughs> What do you cut down in that to make it a fulfilling, good movie that is not like Justice League, though? That that's what I would have been interested to find out, you know. And, and that's the thing, like you said, like they they did this too early for the Justice League movie. Just right. have a Justice League movie where they should have waited seven years and put right. a few more. Let things develop. And they it's, wouldn't have to cram so much junk. Like the MC will are willing to sit through a three hour plus movie, like you know, Endgame. So yeah. Yeah, like if you build it up correctly, people will. People will be willing to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like now people aren't going to sit through but, a three-hour okay. Marvel movie. Now but... we're getting to the weeds a little bit with, with what I'm going to say. How right. much... I would like to know this stat, and we'll probably never know it. How much of movies, like actual run in the theaters and money-making ability, have to do with critics having vendettas against certain people involved in movies to write bad reviews and knowing that their reviews are going to get pushed to the masses and the masses a lot, like a lot of people, because apparently a lot of people still 
bank on critics to tell them whether or not they should go, you know, oh, yeah, I'm not going to spend great. 20 bucks to go see this movie because so-and-so and enough people said it's not good. So great. It's a fascinating conversation because the, honestly, the Snyderverse is that the Snyder fans are at the front of this because they believed that people were review bombing Snyder's films mm-hmm. and they in turn review bombed the MCU and even other DCEU films mm-hmm. that they believed were against Snyder's vision. Like, like this whole review bombing concept kind of formed around the Snyderverse. In in my opinion, like this whole fad has been, you know, the Snyderverse has been at the front of it. So yeah. it's just, it's a fascinating conversation. Like what if we scaled back social media, let things play out like they did 20 years ago where most of you know most of the stuff people heard about movies was word of mouth and you went to a movie because your friend said it was good or you saw a preview on tv or something and you thought it was good even 20 years ago your local newspaper had someone who wrote their own review so then you're now based on does so-and-so who works for the newspaper like the genre of movies you want to go see. So it, it would be a combination of that. We would still get the critics input. That's true. But you don't but, get as many. But yeah, it'd be a lot of word of mouth, but information overload as we have now with, with the internet. So it'd be an interesting conversation to have for sure. Is that it for your hot and snap though? Yeah, that was it. Else? It was just a Batman thing. All right. So I've been catching up on a ton of my movies lately. Um, I saw, this is all in the past like two weeks that I've watched all these movies. So I'm going to fire through a few of them here. I finally watched the flash. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I, I, I got to go back and listen to your guys's review on it because I don't even know if I listened to it fully, which um, I'm, I'm going to look that up here, see which uh, episode of the infinity bros podcast that the, our flash review is, but I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, better than I expected it to be probably because I had really low expectations coming into it because of all the bad things people were saying about it. So I thought it was pretty good. 4.5 out of six. Um, Still some kind of shoddy CGI. Like some of the CGI just looks like straight up artificial intelligence, right? Like garbage. Like, yeah, that's another, like I would love if someone did like a like a master level thesis or study on why has our, VFX, visual effects, CGI mm-hmm. for these right. types of movies just gone downhill in the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Like, what is and it, you, is it you know, you go back now? to like even like Lord of the Rings in the early 2000s and that CGI still holds up. Like it it's, it's it's good. It's not perfect though. I mean, you can. No, no, I mean, it's not perfect. Like you can still tell well, here's, that it's CGI, but. And, and to give. Like, even, like, the first Avatar movie, like, now that you watch it, it's like, okay, yeah, it was good for its time. The second mm-hmm. Avatar movie, I mean, that's my one credit. It's like, they did they did okay, or, like, better right. CGI well, stuff. yeah, but. when your whole draw to go to the movie is that it's got the best CGI mm-hmm. ever. It better. I mean, you better, ha- you better have good CGI. But, but that was the lackluster with with the Flash. Is there's, there's, they, they just phoned right. it in. They, they, threw the, they threw in the towel. It's like good enough we need to get this out into the theaters yeah enough free shoots. yeah no more money to spend oh, and um so on episode 167 of the infinity bros podcast that's our flash spoiler review um you mark or sorry mark max and robbie 
are all mm-hmm. in that episode reviewing the flash. So um, I'm going to go back and listen to that and I'll put a, a link in the show notes to um, also that, but I thought it was all right. 4.5 out of six. Um, also watch blue beetle, which is also streaming on max. Now I thought that one was good. Um, CGI is better than the flash by a mile. It's a really good, it's kind of like a back to basics um, superhero movie, um, which I appreciate because we've been getting so many layers of superhero movies now and going back to just like a basic origin story, I feel like was refreshing. And I felt like the family aspect of that was probably one of the best. And I, I feel like the family aspect of the Shazam movies is really solid, like the best aspect of those movies as well. But Blue Beetle was really good. I give it a, a five or five out of six. So does anyone that, I, Mark, I would say you should go watch those. Has, that one, in that, that one movie, sure did anyone, good. any other heroes show up or get mentioned? Um, Mentioned. Yes, but, but no, Blue Beetle is just on his up. own. Does yeah. the, does Booster Gold show up at all? Do you, do, is it, I mean, do you want to know? I mean, I mean, I do, but now I don't want to be spoiled. <laughs> I'm a big, okay, I'm a big Booster Three, Gold fan. Two, one, no, Booster Gold does not show up. <laughs> well, now I don't want but, to see. But okay, so I don't, I don't want to like. I'm, spoil I'm, too I'm much. gonna go. That's fine. We can move on. I will. I do want so, to see okay. it. So. I do. I do. I will say it goes pretty deep into Blue Beetle lore, oh. which is kind of cool. Okay. And I'm, I'm not a. Like I didn't know a whole lot about Blue Beetle. Like we're talking like this movie, like thousands of years in the in the past lore type of stuff. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Like like comics, like ah, okay, Blue okay. Beetle, like the alter ego yep. of Blue Beetle. Like it it does a pretty good job of that because one of the main characters is because Jamie Jamie Reyes is the is the Blue Beetle. This or yeah, that's who the main character yeah. actor is. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Playing. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it was really good. So would recommend you go watch that. Um, next up on my hot list. These are all hots, by the way. Um, leave the world behind. You, it's you, uh, Is that the Netflix movie? Yeah, Netflix movie. And it's basically a modern like um, apocalypse. Like what would happen if like modern they basically shut down um, all technology, like modern terrorizing of America. And it's. It's very fascinating. Um, I don't think it's like the best story ever, but it is fascinating to as the story unfolds, like, man, how the the characters react to everything is almost exactly as how I would imagine if I would react in that situation. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it was great movie, great cast. Um, really interesting. I think I gave that one a five out of six as well. Did it's, you ever, it's uh, pretty good. Do you ever see the movie Transcendence with Johnny Depp? That's the one where he like uploads his consciousness, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I think I, I think I did see that one at some point. It's it just, been a long time though. It just made me think of like the ending of that, where it's like how they defeat him is basically eliminating all like electronic, like modern technology mm. stuff. So it just makes yeah. me. And like they're living yeah. in a wasteland, basically, because right. they did that. And the, I feel like the interesting thing about this is like we, you get apocalyptic stories nowadays um, that like I Am Legend and even Last of Us and, and stuff like that. were like, this is years in the future after this happened. But this is like when it happens, like right now, like the apocalypse happens and you're watching people react to it in real time. It's 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 pretty fascinating. So right. would definitely recommend um, going to watch it. It's a little eerie creepy in a 
thriller sense, I guess. I don't know. I don't know really how to genre describe that one. But um, my last one movie on my hot list here is Violent Night. Finally got around to watching that. Loved it. I I love David Harbour. He is fantastic. And I just thought he played that. So per- it was a perfect mix of like genuinely great acting and a lot of like just Christmas like cheesiness and like action cheesiness thrown in there. Uh, but this is going to be a perennial or or annual, excuse me, rewatch because I I absolutely loved it. So I gave that a 5.5 out of 6. Wow. Love Violent Night. So I, I like what wonder. Did you, did you watch that one? I haven't, but okay. I've seen the movie. Have you seen the movie? Uh, it's called Santa's Slay, where it's mm-hmm. the wrestler Goldberg is playing. He, this one he plays an evil Santa. I know kind of the synopsis of Violent Night, but it just makes me think of that movie when I first saw this. And it's like I wonder if someone saw this and they're like, "Hey, let's kind of do this," but like Santa's kind of a good a, guy. Spin on this, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, interesting. Yeah, it'd be interesting so, to find out. I haven't, I haven't watched that one, but yeah, I, I loved it. I think and I purchased I, it I'm, like on VOD, so like I technically own the movie, just never oh, watched okay. it yet. So there you go. Uh, I and I'm probably biased because I love David Harbour in mm-hmm. pretty much anything that he's in. But yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. Definitely going to be a, a rewatch every Christmas type All of right. thing. So and I have one video game on my hot. I one. finished up Hogwarts Legacy yeah. last night and it's great. I love that game. Um, I'd, I'd give it a five out of six as well. It's the. I, I love the the best thing about that game, honestly, is the immersiveness and like you get in there and you're like, wow, this is the environment is like really cool. You get to explore Hogwarts like very extensively. It's a pretty big map. Um, it's set like, I don't know, something like a thousand years before the events of like Harry Potter, all that stuff happens. So it's like are all original characters you you see like references to you know like there's weasleys in there and you know stuff like that but uh it's it's a really cool game um i think it was a little more the main storyline was a little bit more drawn out than i would have liked it to be i think i played and this is this is also me having squirrel like and getting lost on side quests and stuff. But I think I ended up playing about like 37, 38 hours before I finished the main quest wow. line. So I think if you streamlined it, you could probably finish it in like 20, 25 or something like that, but a little bit longer than your like average single, single player game. I feel like sure. so. So that one was a little bit drawn out to me, but otherwise lore wise, it was really fun to get into a really good Harry Potter game, which I don't know if I've ever played before. So pretty cool. Um, And I have one thing on my snout list that I finally got around to watching Black Adam. And we've talked about (laughs) that a little bit. Same things that you've already mentioned, like the Justice Society was the best part of that movie. Mm -hmm. Loved um, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate and uh, Eldest Hodge as Hawkman. Uh, honestly, that's honestly a whole. That's pretty much it as far as positives go. Like Dwayne Johnson's like not bad as Black Adam, but you can definitely tell that he's just like in it all for himself. And yeah. he doesn't really care well, about. And like, anything was that else. movie a victim of reshoots? Like that's another thing what I felt that, like yeah. it just felt either a good question. bad directing and cinematography 
or just right. a victim of reshoots, but yeah, could be. And they gave us um, the biggest red herring of bringing back Henry Cavill as Superman, just like to like weeks. Yeah, later, right. Like, and that just you know. was so like. And obviously, I knew I knew that that was happening because this this movie's been out for like a year yeah. plus, right? Like it's been out for a while. So I like knew that was in the post credits. But even knowing that, I was like, this is so random. Like. <laughs> Like really, hey, Amanda Waller just... sent him to go tell Black Adam to stay out of America's business. <laughs> right? Just like what the what the heck is this about? Like, this or to so not like silly. bring Shazam in there? Like, because that's really right. The that villain. makes way more sense. It makes way more sense to do Shazam. It just it was dumb. Um, but and and like I said, um, I I feel like. Dwayne Johnson get, falls in this rut of playing himself in most movies. I feel like he did enough, a good enough job of not doing that in this one. So it wasn't horrible, but it still wasn't great or inspiring. I wouldn't say he was the iconic Black Adam character. Nobody can well, play him after that. You know, when it like, took, what, 15 years to make that movie? Yeah, right? Like, from fan cast to actually releasing the movie it was like yeah 14 15 years something like that just pretty ridiculous mm-hmm. but um the the worst part of the movie was the the family and the kid yeah. i've already forgot about them totally, like, they were so forgettable totally <laughs> just necessary to have them in my opinion yeah it just was totally like you didn't need them not at all, interesting at all yeah I, and, I was really impressed with the villain choice they made there but then they kind of just let that die in the vine so you know yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, that wasn't good. I'd still because like, honestly, uh, it was the Justice Society parts were fun and interesting. Mm. So I still gave it a three out of six. Um, yeah. And I, to be honest, I think I liked that one better than Shazam 2. Uh, Shazam 2. You haven't seen that one yet. Shazam 2 came out this year and I got mm. around to watching that a couple months ago. That one was rough, dude. And maybe you will like this that one a little bit more than me because the villains are strong Power Rangers villains vibes. Like it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> but maybe somebody who likes and appreciates Power Rangers more than me will <laughs> like that better. I don't maybe. I don't know, but I know. maybe. But the family aspect of Shazam 2 is the only thing that saved that movie because the rest of it was it was bad. So I, I think I also gave Shazam 2 like a 3 out of 6. But I think I like Black Adam better than Shazam 2. So, yeah. There you go. Black Adam is my snot. So that's it for Hot and Snot. All right. Last thing we got on the menu here is our top six. Top six. We're going in you're entering the top five on the Infinity Bros podcast, starting now. Top six Christmas movies get all festive and stuff. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Hopefully this uh, releases on December 24th Merry and you get something Christmas. to listen to while uh, you're traveling to family's Christmas thing. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'm really interested because you said you had this list done within minutes of yeah. me telling you uh, what we're doing. Yeah. So 
Uh, do you want to go? Let's go. Let's alternate. Okay. We'll we'll start with our our number six and go back and forth until we hit one. So, well, Mark, go ahead. What's your? What's I'm your going old six? school, and I have oh. a few honorable mentions. Oh, for you okay, new listeners, right. I used to mentions. always have honorable mentions, and then until I was Max poked fun that. of by everyone, <laughs> and then I stopped doing them, and then all of a sudden everyone else started doing them. So, how about that? <laughs> Funny how that works. Funny how that works. So, here are my honorable mentions. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the original. Great, mm. great classic. Um, other one, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's called Fat Man. It's Mel Gibson playing uh, playing Santa Claus. Heard, I've heard Pretty of that good. one. I haven't uh, watched it. And I, another one that we got to for our first, I think it was released last year, was Spirited, the Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell Christmas movie. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that one's fun. I like it. Um, but my number six, might get some flack for this from the people, um, is Happiest Season. And it's I think it's a Hulu original. It has like uh, Kirsten Stewart's in it. and um, Oh, okay. Is it Hallmark vibesy or no, better than oh, Hallmark vibes? This this would not be a Hallmark movie. Okay, Isaac. Um, okay, all right. But go check it out. Uh, it might you know okay. it's not for everybody. It was released in twenty twenty, so it was a COVID movie. Uh, but I mean you know like it was produced pre COVID, but released during right. COVID. Yeah, mm-hmm. so one of those. Okay, yeah, but it's, it's a it's a Hulu yeah. original. So yeah, all right. Okay, so, well, since you did some honorable mentions, I had some that I had to leave it off my list. So I'll do some honorable oh, okay. mentions, too. Okay. I, already, I already mentioned, I'll, so you feel included. So just doing okay. this for you. I am okay. an all-inclusive person. <laughs> I know you are. But anyways, Zip I already mentioned that. Violent Night. <laughs> I really loved it. And honestly, like I said before, it's going to be an annual watch for mm-hmm. me because I thought that one was fantastic. So that one, um, what other one did I leave off of my list? Uh, I think um, there's some on there that I have to watch every year that I that I feel like I get tired of. But I, when I watch them, truly, I realize that they're good movies, but I watch them every year and I just get sick of them. It's like your home alone, your Christmas story. Why you know, can't like, I quit you? <laughs> like they're. Elf, even I'll throw Elf in there, too. And that might be like hypocrisy to some people. But like, it's like you see those so many times every Christmas season that you're just kind of like numb to them, you know, and they're still good movies. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I enjoy it. We just watched Home Alone tonight and it was and it was great. But it's the, those movies you just get a little sick of every Christmas season. So um, those will all mention my number six, though. Is I've got okay. I might have a little kooky list because these are all like very nostalgic. They're all VeggieTales Christmases. <laughs> all six of them are VeggieTales Christmas. Bible Man <laughs> saves Christmas. <laughs> I just imagine I, oh, Isaac could only get two movies for his top six. And one is the 1976 uh, Christmas movie that's like live action and, you know, just terribly produced. Star Wars Halloween. Holiday special. special. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That was a good one, Mark. You you Uh got me on that one. Number six is Garfield Christmas. Grew up watching this and I got to watch it every year. Like, it just brings me such great nostalgia. It's so much fun. And even though... Like rewatching it now as an adult, I'm like, wow, this is like story wise, this is terrible. This is sure. just this is just what holiday specials end mm-hmm. up being. You know, it's just like a, an excuse to make an episode of Christmas something or other. But 
I remember that's the most nostalgic one I have on my list. I remember sitting at my grandma and grandpa's house and watching this every Christmas. And it's just it's it's a blast of the past. So if you haven't watched that, it is on Amazon Prime. So go ahead and check that. It's only like a 25 minute like holiday special, I think. But Garfield Christmas, my number six. Uh, my number five is Elf. So take that, Isaac. <laughs> I, I don't fault people. It is. It's great. It is a really good movie. I just I don't fault people for liking it. or anything. Like I, I also now love having learned this, the story behind Elf, where they had like, hey, we're just making this movie. Whatever happens to it, whatever. And just makes right. them a ton of money. And like, you know, basically <laughs> slingshots the career of Will Ferrell uh, and who was. um John Favreau, John Favreau was the, yeah, right. And Zoe Deschanel was like, that was one of her first, first movies too. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Basically that movie slingshotted their careers. So. Mm-hmm, right. My number five is, and this is probably my, my oddest one on this list because I have all of the nostalgia picks. And this one is Christmas with the cranks. Hmm, this is one that not bad. My wife and I have to watch every year together. And I don't know why it's even started as a tradition that my wife and I watch it together. But like, it's just it's just a good time, man. Like Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis just ham it up. It's super cheesy. Just it's just a good time. It's a good, good Christmas. Flick. Good time. That's what you want with it's Christmas movies. Yeah, exactly. You want you want to feel good. And that movie makes you feel good. Um, all right. My number four is The Muppets Christmas Carol. Mm, solid. Nothing solid. like nothing like a, a serious Michael Caine with a bunch of Muppets. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is so funny how serious and well he acts in mm-hmm. that movie. Like, I, it, it's you got to be a great actor to sit there and tell a Muppet to their face, you know, like. <laughs> the serious lines that he did in that movie. Just phenomenal. So that was right. my, number my number. Yeah, there you go. My number four is this is I've got a couple of these on here. So brace yourselves. Um, Holiday Inn. It's a uh, old uh, gosh. I'm trying to remember what year this is. Uh, probably like 50s. 1942. Uh, just looked it up here. Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire. Black and white. You know, like it's a classic like they got um Bing Crosby singing white Christmas and man it, this is what just gives you like the warm Christmas vibes like what putting this on if you have a fireplace throwing that on you know like with the Christmas tree in the corner with all the lights and stuff like that this one and the next movie I have on my list those are the the Christmas vibes for sure. Uh, but yeah, Christmas music, like OG Christmas music, a lot of great singing and dancing. Max would not be a fan of it because it's, you know, a musical, but it's a great one. So screw holiday Max. in. Yeah, screw Max. Um, so my number three might be a, I don't think a lot of people know, um, but it's called a, a Murray, a vi- sorry, a very Murray Christmas. And I've seen that one on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it came out a few years ago, might be like 10 years ago at this point, but the synapses is, you know, Bill Murray has a show and it's a blizzard in New York and he's afraid no one's going to come. And like a bunch of celebrities, like it's kind of like a, a who's who like kind of shows pops in and like, there's just, it's, I don't know. It's just, I like hmm. it. It's, I, might have to, I always kind of wondered cause it seems like it, it looks like it's like a comedy special. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm always like, is that a real movie? Like, I mean, it kind of is a special. It's only like an hour long, so it's not like a true movie, but 
Mm-hmm. It's Christmas themed okay. and it's great. We'll have to throw that one on. Yeah. Cool. Nice. It is TVMA, so it's not like a children-friendly movie. Mm-hmm. We'll throw it on when the, the children are... The children. <laughs> the children. My number three is a continuation of the classics. It is It's a Wonderful Life uh, with Jimmy Stewart. That's another one that I remember watching at my grandma and grandpa's house, and it just gives you the warm Christmas fuzzies, you know, my, like just my grandma would have to just, have that movie on when we were opening Christmas yeah, presents. So. Uh-huh. And it's such a again, this is a very nostalgic list for me. The movie itself, every time I watch it, I'm like, man, I guess I didn't remember how boring this movie is. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of it gets kind of long. This is exciting like, for man. the boomer generation, but not for <laughs> us millennials. <laughs> But we like need, we need murder. every time I watch it, though, right? <laughs> we need murder, Violent Night, <laughs> horror films about yeah. Christmas. We need Die Hard, Batman to fulfill our <laughs> Christmas needs. Oh gosh! But every time I watch it, I just I don't know. I feel like I get filled with the Christmas spirit. So you know, another one of those warm, warm Christmas fuzzy movies. Oh yeah, my turn. Uh, my number two is the Christmas Chronicles. It's a oh, Netflix movie okay. where, uh, um, oh, I'm blanking his name. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell plays uh, yeah. Santa Claus. Great, love it. And they have a second one. It's also good. Okay, I think they did a great job because that's another one I I scroll past it every time. I'm I like, mean, oh. family friendly, and you know, mm-hmm. great. I think it. I'll die on the hill. Great stuff. I think it might be one of the best mm-hmm. Santas in the modern age. So, oh, okay, mm-hmm. all right, there we go. My number two is the. 1967 version of the Grinch that stole Christmas. Man, I always again the nostalgia is strong in this one. Boris Karloff and Thurl Ravenscroft's voices in this just I don't know. It's a it's a Christmas thing, man. It's it's special. And I remember I don't know why, but in high school I got like obsessed with the Grinch like song, and I sang that for ensembles one year in choir. And still to this day, I can pretty much sing the entire song by heart just because I've watched it so much. And all right, go ahead. It's it's a fun you, you want me to. Go? I, don't, I don't know if I can. All right. right well, now, if you're, I, if you're too I, nervous, that's now, fine. I'm all, now I'm feeling yeah, if, you, nervous, if you got but... if you got the butterflies, that's fine. We can move on. <laughs> you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. And so on and so forth. I, I think, I think we, we have a future in a Infinity Bros. Christmas <laughs> album. Christmas album. Oh, gosh. Pretty much all sang awesome. by Isaac, because clearly he can sing. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have other people who can sing. We got, <laughs> we got Robbie, um, who would be like, you know, doing punk rock versions of Christmas songs. It would be it would be fantastic. And Max would get hit. Never mind. I was going to make a Mormon joke. But... <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> not here, Mark. Not here. <laughs> not, not right here, dog. Not right here. Yeah. All right. Uh, and this is it. Oh, number one. Your number one well, Christmas movie. My right? number one is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. But yay, the live Wait, action. The live action. Jim Carrey? With Jim Carrey, yeah. Yes. Yep. My, my wife my loves top. that one. So that is, I, We watched it last night or the other night. I forget which night it was. I watch it mm-hmm. all the time, you know. I have it on Blu-ray. So, I watch it on physical I, media. See, that's that's like a quotable one, like the whole year long. Like you can quote that movie yeah. 
any time of the year. And it is, it's phenomenal. And what's yeah. wild now is uh, Cindy Lou, whose father in that movie is Mr. Noodles from Sesame Street, which I know very much about Mr. Noodles now having a toddler. So, <laughs> so the dad in All that right. movie is one of, is one of the many Mr. Noodles from uh, Sesame Street in Elmo's world specifically. So, okay, good go. to know. Yeah, Mark fact there for you. <laughs> My number one favorite Christmas movie of all time is the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Hmm. Um, this is one that another nostalgic one that I got to watch every year. And I feel like I get the warm fuzzies for this one because it's a commercialized version that includes the, you know, the actual Christmas story in it, Mm -hmm. uh, which I just feel like you just don't get these days, uh, even to this day. And man, it, it, it gets me every time Uh, when Linus is up on that stage, you know, reciting the, the Christmas story. It's a good one. It's a good one, man. (laughs) But yeah, Another another uh, warm Christmas movie that just gets me in the, the Christmas spirit and the Vince Guaraldi trio that does the soundtrack for all of the Peanuts TV series special stuffs. Amazing. They do some incredible Christmas music too. like the Christmas time is here. They created that song for that Christmas special. So some really, really cool stuff that comes out of that uh, Christmas special. That's my number one. Very nice. I, I enjoyed that your list was a lot of like true Christmas specials, like not necessarily mm-hmm. a movie, but specials. Right. Yeah, and, like, I, I thought about that too because I I kind of assumed that you were going to have um, more modern, like yeah, or not not even more modern, but you were going to have like Batman Returns and oh, throw yeah. some like that was my initial thought was just like maybe for, this is Christmas, maybe this it isn't. Christmas, type it happens thing. during Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Yep, the classic like Die Hard. Is this a Christmas movie? Isn't it a Christmas movie? Blah, blah, blah. All that kind of stuff. I'm surprised in a good way, Mark. That would be a fun list. Do a specific list of movies that are not necessarily Christmas movies, but happen during Christmas. During Christmas, mm, yeah. That's maybe our next top six mm-hmm. list, Mark. So I'm sure go. there are plenty that you would not really like. Die Hard's not really a Christmas movie. It's a movie right. that happens during Christmas. Batman Returns mm-hmm. yeah. is 100% a Christmas movie, but here nor there. <laughs> here nor there. All right. Well, you heard, heard it here first on the Infinity Bros podcast. Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. Die Hard is not from our esteemed Infinity Bro. And podcast. I've watched like over a thousand movies. So like I have a very serious opinion on this. <laughs> Objectively, of course. Objectively. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Literally. Literally, literally my objective. objective opinion on this is fact. <laughs> It is fact. And with that fact, we should probably close out because uh, this episode's going to turn out to be almost a hour and hour, hour 45 at this point. So um, love you guys. 3000 have a very Merry Christmas and happy holidays uh, from the Infinity Bros to you. Thanks for joining me, Mark. God bless everybody. Every one of us. Everyone. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at The Infinity Bros. You can also check out our website at TheInfinityBros.com for links, reviews, and sweet merch. Feel free to send us listener feedback via social media or email at InfinityBrosPodcast at gmail.com.